Please stand and join in the call to worship and opening prayer. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Jesus proclaims, you are the light of the world. Let us pray together. God, open my eyes to see the world through your compassion. Open my mind to understand the world through your wisdom. Open my heart to receive the world through your love. Amen. I ask that you take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 581. There's a misprint in the bulletin. It's not 381. It is 581 as we sing all verses together.
You may remain seated, but grab a hymnal and turn to page 886 in the back. Um, and we have four youth that will lead us in the World Methodist Social Affirmation. And we have responses that you will find in the bold. We believe in God, creator of the world and of all people, and in Jesus Christ, incarnate among us, who died and rose again, and in the Holy Spirit, present with us to guide, strengthen, and comfort. We rejoice in every sign of God's kingdom, in the upholding of human dignity and community, in every expression of love, justice, and reconciliation, in each act of self-giving on behalf of others, in the abundance of God's gifts entrusted to us that all may have enough, in all responsible use of the earth's resources. We confess our sin, individual and collective, by silence or action through the violation of human dignity, based on race, class, age, sex, nation, or faith, through the exploitation of people because of greed and indifference, through the misuse of power in the personal, communal, national, and international life, through the search of for security by those military and economic forces that threaten human existence through the abuse of technology which is dangerous to the earth and all life upon it. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. We commit ourselves individually and as a community to the way of Christ, to take up the cross, to seek abundant life for all humanity, to struggle for peace with justice and freedom, to risk ourselves in faith, hope, and love, praying that God's kingdom may come. As a new school year begins, we also get to celebrate some milestones in the life of our children, our kindergarten Bibles, and our third grade Bibles. And this year, um, we are praying over and introducing to you kind of a tweak in our confirmation program, a class we are calling The Bridge. Uh, so last year, when we met those three months with our confirmands, um, it kind of, because they were six feet apart and masked, it hit even more home how much instruction is confirmation, um, which I love and love to teach. But we thought, how might we enrich this a little bit? Could we spread it out and do more of the things with those, that tween group that we just never have time to do because we have to cram everything into those three months? So we've stretched it out to a two-year period. And the first year will be some more fellowship and fun and kind of get-to-know-you things that they can do together. And it will end with the instruction time. So we just wanted to recognize the class that is beginning that. They'll be the first bridge class at Parkway Hill, so they'll always be known for that. Um, and we will pray over them as they begin this journey. Um, and then next year, they'll start confirmation. So two years from now... They will come up here and, if they feel so led, profess their faith and become part of this church family. So we have Bibles for the kindergarten and third graders. The bridge class was supposed to have a journal that I ordered that I think is really cool, but it has not come in yet. So you'll just have to get that later. So you'll have nothing to hold up here. But I still want, when you hear your name, kindergarten, third graders, 
and our bridge class if you are here. Just come up here and stand, and we'll give you your Bibles, and we will say a prayer over you. So for kindergarten, we have Grayson Mus Musgrove and Charlie Wyland. Uh, for third grade, Cody Flowers, Cadence Gino, Eli Goodwin, Mac Nicholson, and Harper Sis. Come on, bub, I got your Bible up here. So you turn around and hold that. No, come back up here, Charlie. That's yours, Cody. We lost him. You can just walk back and forth. It'll be fine. You turn around and face them. Would you mind? And we'll call the bridge group up here, too. Okay. Eli's right in front of me. Your mask hid you. I was like, wait, where did he go? And Mac. And then our bridge group, Taylor Agent, Charlie Kaiser, Sawyer Nichols, James Pickle, Gray Jones, Adelaide Kirk, Cannon Kirk, Braden Martin, Mira Mitchell, Joe Nicholson, Patrick Pruitt, Levi Self, Everett Watts, Lizzie Woodward. That was a mouthful. And I've got some journals coming for y'all. And I know your first event, your retreat has been postponed, but I promise we will work as quickly as possible, as safe to do so, to get some stuff planned for y'all. Um, so let's say a prayer over this great group. God, we give thanks for milestones in the life of our faith. We give thanks for your word, which encourages us and inspires us. We pray for these kindergartners, for these third graders, and for this bridge group that enters into this time of intentional spiritual formation. We pray for parents as they also receive these Bibles and find time and space within their life um, to read together, explore together, to question together. May your Holy Spirit abound. It's in your most holy name that we pray. Amen. Let's give them a hand. All right, you can go have a seat. I did not say this at the first service, but I usually say this every year as we hand out the Bibles. Um, do you know how your child will, you know, read the Bible? If you pull it off the shelf and read it with them. I mean, you may not be like the most average child. Maybe you were the one who pulled the Bible out and read it yourself. I will admit, I, I did that as a child, and some do. But more than likely, it's something that the family has to engage in together, and it doesn't have to be something that taxes you. I will admit our family has been really bad over the past few years, just, try, just getting through the days, as most people have. But we never tried to make it a daily thing. We would pick out one day a week. We wouldn't even try to read a ton. Start with the, one of the Gospels, read a chapter. Next week, read another chapter. And parents, don't worry about all those weird places that you can't explain. It is totally fine if you say, this is a weird thing I can't explain. And then you can ask me later. But that doesn't mean I can explain it either. Um, but yeah, I do encourage you, pull those Bibles out. Don't, don't let them just sit on the shelf. Um, and then, you know, when they go to college, you hand it to your child and say, here's that Bible the church gave you. Let's pull them out and read them with them. Before our kids sing, I just want to have a brief word of explanation uh, about this. We're going to continue to wear our mask as we sing through this song. We've um, debated going back and forth whether to wear a mask, not wear a mask, sing it all, not sing. We go back and forth. But singing is one of those things that it is proven to be pretty highly transmissible with the, with the virus. But we're going to do it. We decided to do it. They're pushing through it. This group has stuck with it. Thank you, guys. 
Not good. So, this is the first time the youth choir sung in a long time. So we're going to try it again and see what happens. I had to twist some arms to get them to do it, but they've they done great. So I appreciate you guys. Amy Jo, she got a little bit of explanation about what we're going to sing. Um, we're about to present a song to y'all that Miss Lisa shared with us. She said it's a song that has always been especially meaningful to her and Mr. Mark. It was recorded by a man named Ken Medema in 1980, making it not only way before our time, but also probably about the same age as our parents or maybe even before their time. But interestingly and unfortunately, the lyrics are just as relevant into our time as they were over 40 years ago, and maybe even more. Basically, the song reminds us that the world can be a pretty dark place sometimes but we are called by Jesus to be a light in the darkness. This is Matthew 13, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it made salt, be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and then put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
Will the children please come forward? excited about school starting this week? Maybe a little nervous? Maybe a little bit? Okay. Well, we just heard Connor read a Bible verse, and it said, you are the salt of the earth. All right. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So I called Pastor Dawn, and she said, maybe we should change the word salt to something else, and we might get understand it a little more. So what if I said, you are the icing on the cake? <laughs> you are the whipped cream on top of the brownie. You are the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. Yeah. You are the good stuff. That's what it means. You are needed and wanted. You're the good stuff. So we could say you're the salt of the earth, but also you're the good stuff. All right? I'm going to read y'all a quick book, okay? And then we'll put it all together. All right, it's called I Feel. All right, sometimes I feel happy, and sometimes I feel sad. Sometimes I feel angry and want to be bad. Sometimes I feel jealous, and I want what you have. Sometimes I'm surprised or have some self-doubt. Sometimes I'm ashamed or annoyed and I pout. Sometimes I'm in love. Sometimes I'm in awe. Sometimes I feel joy. So many emotions. How do I deal? It's okay to remember that I feel. All right, I didn't hear anything about salt. Did y'all? No. But you know what? In the, in the Bible verse in Matthew, it didn't say you're the icing on the cake only if you're smiling and happy, right? You could be a little nervous, but you're still the good stuff, right? You could be a little bit scared going into school tomorrow, but you're still good and loved and needed. All right. We have, uh, well, first of all, who remembers doing these? Anybody remember doing these? Yeah? Do y'all remember doing some of these at our, our Wednesday night uh, family nights this week, this past summer? Um, so we made these hearts, and you wrote how you could share God's love with using your time, using your words, and using your service. So I kept those hearts, and I have put some hearts in this book for you to take home. Um, we wanted to give you a book to take home just because we're kind of relaunching things and maybe you've, I hope anyway, you've missed being at church. Maybe we all haven't spent as much time as we should have kind of thinking about um, who God is and who we are to be. So this is a book you get to take home and you can read as a family. And some of these hearts that your friends wrote are hidden in there. So when you find it, you can also think about how we, we challenge you sort of think about how we can um, share God's love with others. So I'm going to let Miss Lindsay lead you in a prayer, and then before you leave, each household gets a book to take home. So don't jump up and run off. We're going to hand you one, and then we'll have, you can go to um, extended session as well. Let us pray. Dear God, Dear God. 
Thank you for loving us. Thank you for salt. And thank you for ice cream. May we see the good in ourselves and everyone else. Amen. Matthew and Miss Molly have extended session for those kindergarten and under, but come grab your book first. So there's one for the pickle household. Oh, oh, those are for your backpack tags for the end of the service. I didn't think about y'all being in extended session. You wanted to go? Who's going to extended session? Not me. Not you? Well, if you're going to extended session, we'll grab you a backpack pack. I didn't think this through. All right, she's got y'all's. Here you go, Reese. You're going to come and get the end of the service. All right, there's one for the Norse crew. There's yours, buddy. You don't want, no, you can take this home with you. That's yours. Yeah, y'all already got one. There's yours, buddy. There you go. There's one for the Kirks. You are, well, you can take it up there with you. There's yours. And there's yours. Yeah, so I didn't think our, um, well, backpack tags well for the extended session. So if you have kids in extended session in the service, you can grab them a backpack tag. We're doing that um, at the end. So in case you haven't picked up on it, um, every kind of piece of this service has been designed around the song that Lisa encouraged them to share today. And we thank you for sticking it out. And y'all did a great job for having practiced, what, three times, I think? So very nice. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, which, and that song points us toward the scripture that you heard Connor read from Matthew 5, Jesus' sermon on the mount about being salt and light. And as Lindsay said, um, there was a commentary I was reading that said, you know, if salt and light won't connect, maybe there's some different ways we can think about it. Of course, she challenged the kids to think about it as, um, you know, icing on the cake. Because it's true. I mean, we don't think that much anymore about salt losing its saltiness. That doesn't tend to happen. We only think about it when our food doesn't have enough salt in it. We don't really think that much about light um, unless the power goes out. But what about these? How do you feel when the Wi-Fi doesn't work? Or is just slow? My parents, for the longest, um, had they didn't have internet where they lived, but they got something through somebody through somewhere. Literally, you could turn the computer on, pull the pull the web page up, walk away, and do something, and come back, click something else, walk away for another thirty minutes. Yeah, it's not fun, and I find myself saying, you know, God, this Wi-Fi is worthless. Or what about when your cell phone? won't send a text, or won't pick up a signal, or just won't do what you want it to do, or that electrical outlet that you thought was working isn't charging. I always laugh on youth mission trips when I used to go on them more, because it is a brawl for the youth to get to the outlet first, because they all have cell phones. They all want them charged, but there's just not that many outlets. There's getting more, but they didn't used to always have to have that many outlets. Or what about this one, um, which Rick Culler decided I needed a prop for it? Coffee. 
If the coffee is weak, if the coffee has lost its ability to wake me up, is it really good for anything? We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the coffee that keeps the world going. But if the coffee is weak, I mean, you can see through this. Is it really good for anything? In Matthew 5, Jesus is on the mountaintop delivering a sermon to the disciples full of instructions of who they should be. Instructions to help them see who they are, followers of Jesus, and what they are, salt and light. They are to enrich the earth in ways that prepare it for good news. Just listen to the words of that youth song again. Oh, the world can be a scary place to live in, and living can be a scary thing to do. In the darkness of the night, we are called to be the light. So let the flame become a torch in you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Don't walk in darkness anymore. You are the light of the world. We are to enrich the world in ways that prepare it to receive good news. Matthew 5 tells us who and what we are to be as disciples of Jesus Christ, but I want to share another passage um, that talks about light and letting our light shine. And if Matthew 5 tells us the who and the what of what we are to be, Isaiah 58 gives us a pretty concrete picture of how that who and that what looks. So I invite you to hear now Isaiah 58, verses 1 through 12, and I'm reading it from the message. Shout, a full-throated shout. Hold nothing back, a trumpet blast sound. Tell my people what's wrong with their lives. Face my family Jacob with their sins. They're busy, busy, busy at worship and love studying all about me. To all appearances, they're a nation of right-living people law-abiding, God-honoring. They ask me, what's the right thing to do and love having me on their side? But they also complain. Why do we fast and you don't look our way? Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Well, here's why. The bottom line on your fast days is profit. You drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time, you bicker and fight You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground. Do you think this is the kind of fast day I'm after? A day to show off humility? To put on a pious long face and parade around solemnly in black? Do you call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like? This is the kind of fast day I'm after. To break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. Do this and the lights will turn on and your lives will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out for help, and I'll say, here I am. 
If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins, if you are generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew, rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything, restore old ruins, rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this passage in Isaiah, it's usually read during Epiphany. And Epiphany is this season of light. It is the season of light that begins as the high that is Christmas begins to fade and reality starts to set in. It's a passage shared during a time of year that is dark, both physically and emotionally. We have the shortest days. The new life that is spring has yet to begin. And there's a heaviness that a lot of people carry as the holidays end. So this emphasis on light that comes during Epiphany is a much-needed gift. The season of Epiphany says, maybe, maybe instead of discussing presents and parties, which you got or didn't get, focus on the light. And maybe that focus will stretch us to wonder, in the midst of it all, How are we caring for one another? How are we feeding the hungry, caring for the poor? Seems a much-needed focus to me in our current situation. Basically, what Isaiah says is that our prayers, our worship, they are only as meaningful as our actions toward those who depend on us, those most vulnerable If the salt and light that we provide isn't reaching beyond us, if the Wi-Fi is slow and the coffee is weak, if the good news is only for me and about me, are we really good for anything? You know, as David kind of alluded to, even with the youth singing, we went back and forth about so much this week. Even with the youth events, back and forth about which ones to have, not to have, back and forth about to relaunch everything with Sunday school and promotion Sunday and two services, Um, back and forth even about a sermon series entitled Dive In. And we almost changed directions. I mean, it kind of seems out of touch to begin a dive-in series as we are all being told to step back again due to the rise of COVID cases because of our low vaccination rate. Um, But I prayed about it. We've talked with staff and parents about it. And after kind of reflecting on these passages, I thought, you know, no, we're going to stay with this. As we learned last year, church is not just about this building or sitting in this space for worship, but what we do here with our prayers, with our worship. Well, these are only as meaningful as our actions toward those who depend on us, the most vulnerable. 
In fact, numerous times over the past year, something that I thought about was, you know, it really was those times where we could freely, and I'm willing to bet, took for granted being able to come to this place for worship and formation. Those times, all those times we could freely and safely gather, it's those times that should have been equipping us for, let's say, harder times. The times when the world would need even more salt and light. The good news that the church has to offer. When the most vulnerable among us would depend on us even more to carry the light of Christ into the world. And that doesn't mean as church we continue on like nothing outside of us is happening. No, it means we stand in the midst of it as one who has been so shaped because of our continual practice of coming to this place, so shaped by love of God and neighbor, that we have something to offer, a little flavor, a little light to share, a little good news to proclaim. As the prophet Isaiah says, this is the kind of fast I'm after, to break the chains of injustice, get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. What I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering ill-clad, being available to your own families. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins, if you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. So I think it's a fitting time um, for us to reflect on what does it mean to dive in? How is the church being called in such a time as this, however you want to define that time? How might we be salt and light in our community? How might we dive into worship and formation so that we can be shaped and formed in such a way that when the hard times come, we're ready? Each week over the next two months, um, we are going to share stories and scripture of those who did dive in to faith and dive in to all that God was asking of them. I think it's a great time to invite a friend to church because to me, the stories in Scripture um, are the most fun ones to kind of unpack as you meet um, people with real life experiences. Um, you'll also notice our small group posters are back on the walls. Um, some of them do not have concrete plans yet, and that is okay. But I do invite you over the next two months, I mean, walk around. Don't just read about these groups and find a way to plug in, but pray for these groups as you read about them and, and pray about how you could find a spot. If Sunday morning is, Sunday school is not your deal, find one that's not Sunday morning. But walk around, look at these small groups. You may have also noted cl noticed clipboards in the back of ways that you can dive in in ministry with our kids, our youth, ways you can aid in worship I hope you pray about um, how can I dive in within the life of the church and don't just sign one, um, but find a way 
to fit in um, and to find a way to be a part of this church family. As people sign up, we will get things re-in-place. Re uh, we are like every church, kind of in a restart phase. Um, so take a look at those, pray for those, and see how you might can be involved. And if you think of one I missed, either a small group opportunity or something on those back tables, let me know, and we will put another clipboard down, put another poster on the wall. Um, but I really hope uh, what you walk away with today is, Yes, salt and light, um, but I will forever have this image of a coffee pot now in my head. Thanks, Rick. Um, but it's a great question, right? Um, if the coffee is weak, is it really good for anything? Amen. As we move into a time of prayer... There will be space um, within our prayers for you to lift up names of students um, or teachers and administrators that you hold in prayer as a new school year begins. Usually we gather them all up here and pray over them, um, but instead we have got their backpack tags and we have teacher prayers up here. So on the last hymn, I'll invite students and teachers to come up. Teachers can pick up a prayer and students, we have a little backpack tag for you that says, Be loved, be kind, be you, that you can put on your backpacks. You can remember that you are held in prayer and held in love by this church family. But now, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, through the testimony of those who know your love, you have guided us to ask for what we need. Our Lord Jesus called his disciples to live as a city on a hill and a lamp on a stand, that all may see the glory of God. We pray for the church, the community of disciples. Grant that we who claim the name of Christ may shine as light in our dark world. We pray for those who serve the church. Let our pastors, teachers, and those who minister in the name of Christ forsake worldly knowledge that perishes and be led by your truth. God, we hear, blessed are those who honor your commandments. So we pray for our world, for the governments and for its leaders. May all who rule honor justice and compassion and serve the common good that the people may flourish. You teach us to offer food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted. We pray for the sick, the hungry, the poor, the homeless, and those who are oppressed. Let your church minister to those in distress and bear witness to your abiding compassion for all who suffer. God, we once again find ourselves in a place entering a new school year with anxiety. And we lift that anxiety up to you. God, we also lift up the students, teachers, administrators, and staff um, of those that we love. We name them, either silently or aloud, now in your presence.
God of grace, we pray for our students. May you cover them in your love. May you keep them safe. May they know that you are with them, and may they indeed know that they are loved. May you give them confidence and courage to make new friends, to be a friend. And may you give them endurance as they walk through a new school year, taking in um, all that you have ready for them. We pray for our teachers, administrators, and all the staff of our schools that they may also know that they are held in love by a God of grace. May you give them patience. May you give them courage and strength. May you renew them when they become tired. May you open their hearts and minds to receive the students that will enter into their doors. May they also know that they are held in love and prayer by their church family. God, we give you thanks that you do meet us in school buildings, in hospital rooms, in church buildings. We give thanks that you are a presence with those not with us today. And we remember and lift up those that we hold heavy on our hearts and minds. May your Holy Spirit abound. God, we love you. And we give thanks for your grace. To you, O oh God, we pray, through Christ and with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. And now we join our voices together as we lift the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing song is number 572. Um, may we uh, stand together and sing that. And as we sing, students and teachers, you are invited to come up Grab a prayer or grab a backpack tag for your backpack um, and take that with you as a reminder that you were held in love and prayer. Let us stand together and sing 572, Pass It On.
Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that, may see, so that they may see your good works and glorify your, God, your Father in heaven. May Christ, the true light, shine upon you that you may walk in righteousness all your days. If you're looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love.